I love the self-help section of the bookstore. I love to browse and see what new titles there are, what new shiny promise I can grab onto, the promise of a book that will help me be less like me. You know what I mean? I love to browse. The possibilities are endless. I could change my life. I could read this. Good vibes, good life. And maybe all my problems would be solved. Or how about these books, actual titles on Amazon right now? How to Stop Worrying and Start Living. Atomic Habits, an easy and proven way to build good habits and break bad ones. Or this one, Un-F Your Brain. How about Stop Overthinking, Finding Your True Self? They all sound so good. I read this title, Make Your Bed, Small Habits to Change Your Life and Maybe the World. And I think, gosh, I could do it. They're so seductive, these promises, that if I could just make my bed every morning, my life would be better. These titles make it seem like it wouldn't be too hard to change absolutely everything in my life. Like all of my idiosyncrasies and all the things I struggle with, they could all just be slightly adjusted with huge results. I could be a new person. Doesn't that sound amazing? Well, one thing I really struggle with and always have is organization. I am a 34-year-old woman, and I still do not really have a good system for keeping my calendar, my desk, my house, or my daily to-do list organized. Well, a few years ago, I saw this book called Getting It Done, The Art of Stress-Free Productivity. I read the first chapter, and I was sold. I thought, this is going to be the solution to my disorganized life and everything in my life will be better once I implement this system. You see, the book describes a whole system for organizing your life, for your schedule, daily tasks, big goals that you want to accomplish someday. It describes how to set up a filing cabinet for for the month, one folder for each day, and more folders behind it for future months. There's a whole process to do, the capturing, the next action decision, setting up the right buckets. Well, you better believe I got out my label maker and a huge stack of folders, and I sat on the floor of my office for six hours and rearranged every piece of paper I had. I truly believed that day that if I just spent the time getting the system set up, the right system, then my life would feel manageable. If I could achieve that sweet spot of the right system and the right amount of effort, everything that currently hurt in my life would flow smoothly. You might be able to guess how long that system worked for me. Once I had it all set up, once I had read the whole book, it did not take long for it all to fall apart. But the beginning of this book specifically told me this. It is possible for a person to have an overwhelming number of things to do and still function productively with a clear head and a clear sense of relaxed control. It is possible. This is what that book promised me. And this is what we are promised from so many different places. It is possible to have it all. 
It is possible to be a better, a better version of yourself. It is possible to change your diet, take these supplements, do this exercise regimen, and live longer. It's possible to train your mind to see the positive, not the negative. It's possible to be the right kind of parent, to be a mom and have a job and be good at both. It is possible to have it all. Well, the $11 billion self-help industry is always right there beckoning us. In the checkout line at the grocery store, with a magazine title promising that if we just learn mindfulness, everything will be easier. Try these one-pot meals. Look at this list of productivity hacks. Don't miss this tip for a stress-free life. I am so drawn to the promise of all of these self-help books, but I always find that they leave me feeling worse than before I picked them up. They leave me thinking, this must work for other people, but it doesn't work for me. There must be something wrong with me. They always leave me face to face with my actual self. I pick up the book, wanting to be led away from the self I get so tired of and toward some ideal other person that I might be. But instead, I'm left every time feeling more like myself than ever before. While many people talk about the gospel like another self-help strategy, people talk about the Bible like it's the best of the self-help titles on the shelf. There are many promises that we are made. Give your life to Jesus and he will take away your burdens. Follow Jesus and you'll be blessed. You'll be happier. You'll find meaning in your life. All the suffering, all the pain, it will all make sense. But that is just another version of self-help disguised as religion. That is the same old empty promise sold to us in a different package. What does Jesus say about our ability to help ourselves and our desire to have it all? Well, here is one translation of the gospel we just heard. Jesus said to his disciples, Anyone who intends to come with me has to let me lead. You are not in the driver's seat. I am. Don't run from suffering. Embrace it. Follow me and I will show you how. Self-help is no help at all. Self-sacrifice is the way, my way, to finding yourself, your true self. What kind of deal is it to get everything you want but lose yourself? What could you ever trade your soul for? Don't run from suffering, Jesus says. Embrace it. Self-help is no help at all. Self-sacrifice is the way, Jesus' way, to finding yourself, your true self. The gospel, the good news of Jesus, is that no matter how hard we try, we cannot save ourselves. That might not sound like good news because you, like me, 
may be trying really hard to save yourself. But we do not follow a self-help teacher who shows us mindfulness practices so that our lives will be easier. We follow Jesus, the one who showed us how to live a truly human life, a life of continually going deeper and deeper into ourselves, a life of continually embracing our own suffering and the suffering of the world, a life of going deeper into who we truly are, past our egos, past our fears, and past our shame. When we follow Jesus, we follow one who is constantly urging us toward more honesty, toward more loving truth-telling of ourselves, toward less self-deception and more radical self-acceptance of exactly who we are right now, flaws and all. Jesus' path does not look like a self-help book. Because Jesus' path of telling the truth in love and speaking truth to power, his path led him to death. You see, what all those self-help books get wrong is that none of them work because there is no... Because there is no hack for life. Jesus does not offer us one choice among hundreds of self-help strategies that we might choose. Jesus simply lives a human life, one of suffering and joy, one of loneliness and connection, one of doubts and faith, one of hurt and healing, a life always going deeper, further down, closer to the grief of it all. A life of true religion. And in living this life, Jesus invites us to see that there is no hack that will get us out of our suffering or out of death. Walking the path of Jesus is to reject the idea that we can have it all and to instead tell the truth that we are limited, that we get hurt, that we hurt each other. And in telling those truths, we are set free. You see, the path of Jesus is not easily marketable because it requires dying. And that's not super easy and shiny to advertise. But self-help is no help at all. Self-sacrifice is the way, Jesus' way, to truly finding ourselves. It's only this backwards equation in the end that makes any sense. You must lose yourself to find yourself.